0: The following program is pre-recorded. Live from the Hope Center in Plano, Texas, this is Hope in the Night. Late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help. And on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker, June Hunt. Well, June, we uh, hear often on the program here about the topic of spiritual warfare. People call specifically about that. But I think we Mm -hmm. kind of encounter that, each of us does, in our in our life from day to day, and uh, some are more aware than, than others about that.
1: Well, many people are not in any way aware of what spiritual warfare is. Um, so uh, maybe it would be good for us to define our terms. Mm. Uh, spiritual warfare is the ongoing conflict against the human race with it's three enemies. Now I'm saying this from a biblical standpoint. The Bible is very clear that there is a spiritual warfare. There is a physical warfare uh, that you often hear about um, people uh, who are uh, in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, there is physical warfare, um, spiritual warfare. Uh, is, um, in fact, let me give a, a scripture here. Um, based on the Bible, um, the the purpose of spiritual warfare um, would be to counter the enemy of God, who is Satan. The word Satan literally is a Hebrew word meaning enemy or adversary and um, so we could say spiritual warfare is an ongoing conflict against the human race with uh, its three enemies the world the flesh and Satan and I want to explain that Uh, I, I am one who was not raised knowing anything about spiritual warfare and I did not know biblical terms. Um, The Bible says in Ephesians 2 uh, chapter 2 um, that uh, uh, he made us alive. We were dead in our trespasses and sins meaning there was We were not alive to the call of God. If God said, Jeff, I want you to turn to the right. If you are not spiritually alive, you will not hear the direction that God wants to lead you in your life, in your family's life. Just however he would, whatever message he would want to communicate. And so, and there's there's there are many many scriptures about um spiritual warfare and uh the negative spirit world um and I'm talking about there's the spirit of god the holy spirit and there's the spirit um that is in opposition to god um there are spirits um that and so well let me define these three enemies there's the world the flesh and satan now when i think of the world i typically think of this blue ball you know the the picture from um the moon um and uh it being very attractive this is not the kind of world that the Bible is referring to. The world in spiritual warfare is the invisible system of ideas, activities, and purposes that Satan, again the enemy of God, that he influences in opposition to the God of the Bible. Um, What we're talking about is since the world is actually referring to the enemy of god it's the world uh the ideas that would be counter to what the bible teaches for example we read um uh, that god says i've set before you life and death choose life so that you and your children may live so in that respect i would say The God of the Bible values human life. We are not just expendable. We're not throwaways if we're not wanted by certain people. We are to value that. That is why I am pro-life is because of the many scriptures that I see that uh, are working in concert with God's plan and purpose for each of our lives. So the world in this case, would refer to the um, ideas that would be against the purpose of God, the ideas, activities, and purposes that Satan influences in opposition to the God of the Bible. The flesh is, I'm going to do what I want (laughs) to do. It's it's, uh, literally... Uh, it, it's not the physical epidermis that we have, if we look at our hands, um, it, that, that is not the flesh. It's, it's um, a type, it, It's I know the good that I'm supposed to do, but I choose not to do it. And then the third area, we can call them theaters of war, because that's, that's military language. The world, the flesh, and Satan or the devil. Um, This is the supreme adversary of God and he is the leader of the spiritual forces of evil. We have material on spiritual warfare that could be very helpful.
2: We would love your prayers here at Hope for the Heart. Over and over in God's Word, the Lord encourages us to lift up one another in prayer. We are reminded in 2 Corinthians 1.11, you help us by your prayers. So we want to encourage you to join the prayer team of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. You can join the Hope for the Heart prayer team at hopefortheheart.org pray. When you sign up to join our prayer team, we will send you an email each month to keep you updated with the latest prayer needs of June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. Our prayer team is a great way to stay connected, and support June and support the Hope of the Night broadcast. We are so grateful for your prayers and support of our listeners and friends like you who make this ministry possible. You can join our prayer team at hopefortheheart.org slash pray That's hopefortheheart.org slash pray
3: and thank you for partnering with us in prayer. Do you ever struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org.
0: You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We are a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We're here because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of our ministry. We thank you for that. If you have any questions, concerns about the topics on the program tonight, just call our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE. That's anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'd like to hear from you and uh, give you the right help at the right time as you talk to them and let them know maybe what uh, kind of information. You would like to have what questions you have, and we uh, certainly have some material that will help you with that. June was just talking about the topic of spiritual warfare, and you can find what she was talking about and so much more in the uh, Keys for Living on uh, that topic. It's called Strategy for the Battle, Spiritual Warfare, Strategy for the Battle, and you can talk to customer support about that. Or you can email them. Uh, the phone number, by the way, eight hundred four eight eight hope. The email address: customer support at That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org well, June, we have someone who uh, called in, found our uh, program just very recently, but the, she tuned in on the program where we were talking about the occult uh, inventory with a caller just uh, very recently, actually, and uh, she has some experiences with that, some questions also. So I want to introduce you to uh, someone calling from Texas. We welcome tonight Diana.
1: Well, hello, Diana. Welcome to Hope.
4: Hi, June. Thank you so much. Well,
1: delighted to have you. Um, so, um, how did you find our program? I'm, I'm understanding well, you haven't been listening for long, so.
4: No, nah, I um I listen to bot Radio all the time, but usually not uh. very late at night. And uh-huh. um, I it was the, it was a Saturday night, I think it was, or Friday night. I didn't have to work, and I was in the office just uh-huh. playing around, and I had the radio on and. The episode came on with Navi, I think his name was, and uh, okay. <laughs> it yeah. scared the living daylights out of me, but oh. I thought, you know, you need to listen to this. And, okay. um, and mm-hmm. then I tuned in for the second night you spoke to him, and I thought, mm-hmm. maybe she's somebody I can talk to.
1: Okay, well, uh, yes, I do remember that caller, and uh, he had some... Uh, painful experiences, but he did not want to continue on uh, with what had been in his past. So uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll tell, you indicated that there's something that perhaps um, would be maybe similar, or uh, help, help me know, what, what is your question then for me?
4: I have I have two different specific things I wanted to ask you about. One is, um, can something that was uh, yeah, hmm. so my father okay. was a certain way, specifically with my mom, a way that I wasn't, mm. and after he died, um, I'm just wondering if 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 there's something about if they can be something that's influencing a person and when they die it can attach to someone else and influence them
1: okay you apparently you're saying that your dad had a negative either attitude or his approach or his lifestyle was not and not positive and the, the, toward your mother is that what what you're saying
4: well, he just, he, he, um, he, he would be very angry toward my mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was a, a wonderful man. I don't want to portray him in a wrong way. The, mm-hmm. This particular, I, I always thought he was maybe bipolar, but um, he just would be really angry and short-tempered and uh, really mm-hmm. intolerant and um, like that with my, when it came to my mom specifically.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, let's, okay, from a practical standpoint, we can be influenced by what we grew up with. Um, That's classic. Uh, In other words, there are those who are exposed to, I'm going to use the term violence, um, and it can be that there is a, a child who grows up in a violent home, some can take on the characteristics of what they saw happen because we are influenced. We can be, in a positive way, influenced by uh, positive traits. Now, th- this that that is a that is not novel. Um, I'm confident that there were. Positive things passed on to me but, uh, uh, by my mom. Um, I, had, uh, I had a very negative uh, father for quite a period of time. And I, all I can tell you is <laughs> I, I learned a lot, um, but I did not want to be like him. Now, the, th- that is just, that would be, uh, th- th- there's something called, is it nature or nurture? Um, are we born a certain way and just by nature and we have no choice or is the nurture part based on what we experienced? So what I would say to you the answer from the nurture standpoint is we can be influenced positively or negatively by the people that have been around us um, Certainly from childhood on. Um, But um, I will say that it matters what we choose in life, who we have decided to allow to have control of us. And now that could get into the spiritual realm based on... We have no choice. You and I have no choice about what home we grew up in. No one has a choice as children, but we do increasingly in our young adult years uh, and uh, further in as we live, we can make choices as to who will have impact in our lives and what we will yield to from a spiritual standpoint because the Bible is very clear. Um, It's like there's a scripture that says, Choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now that's in the Old Testament, but it's a wonderful scripture. Uh, It's a choice of Who we are going to serve, and that would be, do we serve God, or do we humble our hearts and allow the Lord Jesus Christ to take control of our lives, giving him literally control of our lives. Uh, The Bible says, believe uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Lord means master, ruler, owner. And so we choose whom we will give control of our lives to. Some people will say, you know, I am the master of my fate. I am the uh, pilot of my ship, um, or you could say plane, and I'm just going to be in control of my life and that's it. Uh, a person can do that. But is that what god wants for us you and i have a choice and we choose whom we will uh yield our will to um in in a positive way and uh, so so there's a spiritual realm so i'm trying to distinguish uh my answer based on uh the premise of what you're saying about your father influencing, well, your father um, being angry, uh, intolerant. Um, uh, we we learn a lot, but th- that's one thing of what we just learned by example. That's more the what's called instead of nature, but it would be nurture, it's saying um, I'm, I'm allowing negative people to be con- in control of me or not, you know, or, or, or positive influences. So um, does that get anywhere near the answer um, that, that you're, because since you started with the negative impact of, of, of your father toward your mom,
4: I think I need to uh, tell you a little more about. I was kind of thrown off by, do you have a question for me? <laughs> okay. And I was like, oh, I have to ask a question. And I didn't well, quite know how to ask the question.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. We, we'll, we'll, no. help. We'll, we'll do that better in the future. Sorry.
4: No, 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 no. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm, please, I'm yep. not criticizing. Um, I, I just, am, I'm so uncomfortable talking about this because I've learned not to talk about it because people just don't want to hear this kind of thing. Um, when my my dad died on a flight mm-hmm. to South Africa, very unexpectedly, it was a very traumatic experience, uh, mm. probably the greatest traumatic experience in my life. Mm. I'm uh, so sorry. Mm. And. Yeah, and and so I jumped on the very next plane to go out because they were, my mom and my dad were flying over to pack up their house that they'd finally been able to sell there. Mm. Um, so I hopped on a plane and I f- went out on the very next plane because I didn't want my mom to be on her own. You know, it was bad mm-hmm. enough. She was on a flight with her husband dying. Yes, um, yes. So I flew out there, and what she did was, you know, a bunch of people came down to the house, you know, because we're going to have a memorial and what have you, and, and came and stayed. But she saved my dad's bedroom for me to sleep in. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I remember the one night saying, "Dad, can you just let me know you're doing that? You're okay, wherever you are. Just can is there some way you can let me know?" And that night, in the middle of the night, I woke up already halfway across the bed to the door in in absolute terror i don't know what was in that room but i woke up terrified terrified and and scrambling for my life to get out of that room um in the middle of the night and from the next day i became i I literally i went to bed that night as the person i've always known myself to be and i woke up the next day like my father Wow. and I don't know what happened and I, I have I have tried I, like I have always been such a great supporter of my mom um, somebody she could go to and I just I can't seem to get it off me
1: hmm. are you saying that you feel this is I'm gonna use a term like a spirit okay influence
4: in that room. That Mm -hmm. terrified me to my very core.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And did you feel that there were certain ways that influenced you, like, that were a part of your father, that, um, was there any replication of what he was like now in some way? How, how does that influence you? But what What was that like? Did you feel you became, in certain ways, somehow like him?
5: No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-917 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life.
2: What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders. The Karen Council Library is a 50 topic, 10 volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's word on real life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Karen Council Library today at hopefortheheart.org/ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org.
0: Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you Help others. Well, if you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 of our keys for living that will help you address your situation in life. Call our customer support team at 800 488 Hope, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and uh, they will help you. They realize we all face challenges, big and small, and they can be a real lifeline to you, a valuable resource to you in a difficult time. Talk to them, and uh, they'll be happy to recommend some of our resources to you that will help you in your situation. Want to recommend again the Keys for Living on Spiritual Warfare Strategy for the Battle, and uh, they can help you get that or any other resource that's going to help you. The number and 800-488-HOPE. Also, check out our website if you'd like to go there and uh, take a look at all the titles we have and just what would be available to you. The the uh, resources are there. It's our Keys for Living. Also, um, the books and Bible studies. It's all at org slash store. org slash store. And uh, go there and spend some time. Look for what might help you. Well, let's return to our conversation with Diana.
1: Well, Diana... I can understand that this was very disconcerting to you. You wanted to know when your father, after your father had died, uh, you, it's like I, you said you woke up, um, well, you, you had said, let me know that you're all right. Now, let me ask one thing first. Um, did he have a, Spiritual relationship, meaning had he ever humbled his heart and received Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior, giving him control of his life or not?
4: You know, I think he did because we went to church when I was a little girl.
1: Um, well, church attendance is um, can be Certainly positive. Um, it depends on the church, too. But um, to become an authentic Christian, that is a personal decision. It's an act of the will, and it is allowing Christ um, to literally be our Lord and Savior, giving him control of our lives. I remember years ago, uh, I don't know, do you know the name Billy Graham? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, he had said, and I never will forget it, that 80% of church members have never had a rebirth experience, meaning they were not born again. They were church attenders to a degree, but there are many reasons why people can go to a church. Some do it for business contacts. Uh, but the whole point is um, what we see in the Bible is a, um, a changed life through Christ, uh, where we see instance after instance of individuals even like the Apostle Paul in the Bible, who was called Saul at the time. But he was actually crucifying Christians. He was against Christianity and uh, thought he was doing um, what is good. He had a, a zeal for God, but it wasn't based on biblical knowledge. And so his life changed dramatically after coming into a relationship with God through Christ and so it's not church membership Um, it is even though some people uh, are benefited hugely uh, others just attend because that was the thing to do Traditionally, So I'm, I'm not saying that I know what the situation was regarding your father, but I'm trying to understand. Um, you said you woke up and you said like your father. Uh, um, in what way?
4: Uh, angry, intolerant, impatient, especially mm-hmm. with my mother just like my
1: father. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, would you consider any of those traits what we could say would be biblically positive or not? No. No. Okay. So, I'm Have you considered any other, based on what the Bible teaches, have you considered any other thought about what could have happened if you woke up and now you were all of a sudden like your father, angry, intolerant, impatient? Um, Has this... I don't know who you've talked with for counsel, but um, is there another possibility that you would consider had happened to you? (sighs) Or not not really?
4: I I just don't know why... um... Overnight and in the middle of the night, having that experience mm-hmm. would have that happen so drastically, like change change me on such a, a fundamental level in my relationship with my mother. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
1: Well, <clears throat> I, I'm just gonna give you a scripture where you see. Uh, in Luke 22, verse 3, it's, verse 3 says, Satan, then Satan entered Judas, called Iscariot, one of the twelve, one of the twelve disciples. So we see in the Bible, and I'm not saying this is what happened, but I'm just saying that uh there can be if a person um, is um, he, he, he can't he can't come into anyone. Um, in other words, we are told that for Christians we are bought with a price. Um, and the price is it's referring to Jesus where he literally paid the price with his life. Um, and and says, we are bought with the price, therefore honor God with your body. So your body is not your own. That's the actual scripture. Your body is not your own. You've been bought with the price, therefore honor God with your body. So for those who have yielded their will to the lord jesus christ he paid the price to literally um where we have all sinned and sin is that which is in opposition to god sin is i'm gonna i'm it's literally a defiance it's a um sin is not it's not like robbing people um and doing just acts that are like killing people it's anything outside of god's will and we've all sinned and fallen short of the the glory of god in the old testament the bible says all we like sheep have gone astray each of us has turned to our own way but the lord laid on him and that's really referring to Jesus Christ, the sin of us all. And so when we humble our hearts and receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, He literally um, becomes our our Lord, giving Him control of our lives, and then He guides us in the way we we should go. He counsels us in the way we should go. And this is all the phenomenal benefit of becoming an authentic Christian. And we learn he'll, his spirit is in us at that moment of salvation. And uh, Dinah, the phenomenal benefit of that is he'll give us a heaviness of heart a lack of peace about what's not right, and He'll give us a peace from God um, about what is right. So we are counseled, and that's what we need to evaluate. <clears throat> so when I ask about your your father, um, uh, I remember my father going to a church to a church for a short amount of time and then he said he he forbid all of us going to church. But that was but 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 the point is just because he was going to church doesn't mean that he was a Christian, is that's what I'm trying to say. Um and the reason I'm asking is for you to have a a such a change. I'm hearing it. It was, uh, in fact, uh, frightening to you. You, you said you woke up like your father, intolerant, angry, impatient, and that is not how you had been. So, all I'm saying is, and there, there are things to do about that. We can absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Do what is called spiritual warfare, if you wish, um, to to deal uh, with that. So, <clears throat> what do you think ab- about um, what I've just just said?
4: <clears throat> uh, I I would I would sure like some uh, help with some spiritual warfare, please.
1: Okay. Um, so help me know about you. Um, what has your spiritual journey been like?
4: Oh, 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 oh. Well, I uh, used to love going to Sunday school until, um, you know, I would, I would be sitting on the floor right at the foot of the lady who was leading because I just loved it. My eyes would be bright. I'd be listening on the edge of my seat, so to speak. Mm. And then she, uh, she told me, um, you know, when the saints come marching in, yes. I had this vision of what that was, and she just said, now you kids think that they're nice little angels coming on in? They're not. They've got swords, and they're cutting people, and they're killing people, and it terrified me. Mm. Mm. It terrified me.
1: Okay. So you had a background... First of hearing truth from the Bible or at least Bible stories. you liked going to Sunday school. but then later, there were some unusual things that you that uh, did not resonate with you um, and it frightened
6: you. struggling with a difficult life issue. Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, Family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817.
0: If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Welcome back. I'm Jeff Oliver. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of hope for the heart. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE, and they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. they would be happy to help you and uh, really get, uh, guide you to God's hope through our resources. And uh, we just want to help you and uh, let you know you don't have to struggle alone. And Help is just a call away to our customer support team, and they'll be happy to help. Again, the number 800-488-HOPE. If you'd like to speak with June about a situation in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, we welcome your call at 800 800- Night seventeen. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And when you call, just leave a message for us. We'll get back to you as soon as we can to schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night. That number, 800-NIGHT-17 or 800-644-4817. Well, let's return, June, to our conversation with Diana.
1: Diana, there is something that I need to communicate that um, is not fearful at all. And this is important. We can have negative experiences that are disconcerting and sometimes we don't understand why. But what I want to communicate is that when we make the choice to allow Christ to have control of us, um, at the very moment that we receive Christ, <clears throat> we also receive the spirit of Christ, the spirit called the Holy Spirit. And um <clears throat> this is very clear in ephesians one thirteen uh, <clears throat> we have we receive the indwelling. And it's permanent. He, he does, the Spirit of God does not come and go. Um, at the moment of salvation, all believers receive the permanent indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And the reason I'm telling you this is because some people think, well, there's just, um, <clears throat> it's like there's a, a big rope and it just, it's God pulling one way and and, uh, and the enemy of God pulling the other, and it's just a battle. No. Um, in 1 John 4, 4, the Bible says, Greater is he, and it's referring to Jesus. Greater is he that is in you, or me, that... that uh, personalizes. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. <clears throat> Meaning, the enemy of God is in the world. But if we have authentically a relationship with Christ, that makes all the difference in the world. Because, as I said, at the moment of salvation, we also receive the spirit of christ and i'm going to read that so that you can see this and there there's a role that he has in in our lives the bible says you were included in christ when you heard the word of truth you have to hear what is the uh, the truth about jesus the gospel of your salvation, having believed, now that's our part, it's I'm choosing to receive Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior, having believed you were marked in him, in Christ, with the seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is depositing, who is a deposit, guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession. Meaning, He guarantees that we're going to see Jesus face-to-face when we leave this earth, when we die. We're not dead. We become very much spiritually alive. Now, I'm sharing this with you because I want to make sure that this is clear. The plan is not a fearful, uh, that you you have to live in fear, and uh, it's a fearful uh, destination um, or just a, a constant... Um, battle. Now, let me ask you Has there been a time in your life where you know that you humbled your heart and you received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, giving Him control of your life?
4: Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely.
1: Okay, when did you do that?
4: Um, I think it's been about three years now.
1: Fantastic. Did your life change yeah. at all?
4: Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! It was it was like what happened with when I went to bed one night. As me and I woke up a different way, being like my dad. I uh-huh. went to bed that night, me, and I woke up and I had this peace in my belly. I I, I literally mm-hmm. stopped dead in my tracks. I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And I put my hand on my back, I was like, what is this? And mm-hmm. it's just this peace, and I had never felt anything like it before. It's, it's really never left me. Um, I realized that I had been walking through the world with the devil pressed up against me, up against my skin. And that day... Uh-huh. When I woke up and I got up and I, I felt that difference inside of me, deep inside of me, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I realized, oh my gosh, all this time I've, it, it felt like I had evil pressing up against me. And now it feels like I have God and all these heavenly creatures are mm-hmm. pressing up against me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. What, yes. What
1: you, you mentioned you had this peace. Let me explain. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit... It, th- think about a tree. If if, if, uh, if it's an apple tree, what do you see would be the fruit? Apples? That's right. If it's a banana tree, what would you see would be the fruit?
4: <laughs> bananas.
1: Exactly. I love it. Bananas. Even though I say bananas, <laughs> I like the way you say it much better. Now, the point is there's fruit. One. Let me give you the fruit the third the third type of fruit it's he produces love joy peace and there are other fruits that are very clear and they are laid out in the book of galatians in galatians The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And it says, against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. That means the Spirit of God who lives inside us. And therefore, what you're experiencing is the fruit of the Spirit of Christ. See, um, it's, it's very interesting. Think of, think of it this way. When you receive Christ, um, I have a teacher. <clears throat> I'm in a Bible class, and he said it's a twofer. You get two for one. Meaning one act of receiving Christ in your life, but you get you get Jesus Christ and you get the Spirit of Christ both at the same time, and so so it's fantastic. And you're right, it it is a change, and so I'm it's I'm a thrilled for big you. Big
4: change. Yeah, but I have a I have a question for you. Yes. Sorry. The train is very loud. I don't know why it has to toot the whole way through town. Um, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I, think, I think our town did something to the train company. Um, <laughs> anyways, I, uh, the, you know, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about is, is I, I um, after my dad died and, and that change happened to me, a, a lot of different things happened, a lot of... Um, very crazy things, things in the sky, uh, things I could do, um, all kinds of things and then, um, I don't know if it's called an alien or another being or what to call it, but I met Mm. a few. One, the first one, I call her Sophia, I don't know if that's her name, I don't know if it's a girl or a boy. I just call, I I call her the one I call Sophia, and um, it was the strangest thing. It was like, I I guess, astral traveled or something, Mm -hmm. but in her presence, I have never felt so much love for me. It was overwhelming, and all I remember her saying to me is, are you sure you still want to do this? And I said, yes. I had no idea what I was saying yes to. I felt so loved that I felt it was safe to say yes. And, of course, I wanted to do something for her.
1: Is this before you became a Christian or after you became a Christian?
4: It's before. It's before. And then I came out of that because she got up and left. And then, boom, I was back, you know, sitting on the deck again. And it was hours later. It was nighttime by the time Mm -hmm. I opened my eyes again. But then, a short while later, I was sleeping, and I usually don't dream, not at least that I remember, but she showed up, all of a sudden I was, you know those dreams where you you have dreams and you know they're dreams, and then you have some that are just like you're there. I've Mm -hmm. had some very strange things happen, but I was with her again, and this time she was dressed up in this fancy coat, like this cloak thing. And she asked me again, "Are you sure you want? you still want to do this?" And I said, "Yes." And then she led me down a dark hallway, um, and then she disappeared behind these doors. And there was bright light there. I don't know if it was outside or in a in a room with bright lights. Um, and I got scared, and I woke up. And um, I've had a lot of very interesting, strange things happen, and. Things I've been able to do that I thought, wow, you know, I can do all these things, and the, you know, uh, I lost friends over telling friends about them because they thought I'd lost my mind. But um, you know, I listened to Pastor Jack, and with all this alien stuff that's going on with the Pentagon, and you know, they're they're all of a sudden releasing all this video footage and stuff, mm-hmm. and he gave a he he preached on it, and he said, I'm going to address this. He goes, it's demonic. And okay. I thought, oh my gosh, because I don't know what I agreed to, twice.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> now, and, and the Pastor Jack, what, what Jack is that?
4: Oh, he's uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. He's fantastic, he's expositional, okay. he's Yes, back he's Jack
1: Hibbs. Yeah, Jack Hibbs yes. is right on target. I just wanted to mm-hmm. verify. Okay. Yes. Um, there were, I'm just going to say this, um, there, a number of years ago, there was a huge denomination, mainline, and I couldn't believe that they were now praying to Sophia. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is dangerous. This is not right. And, um, I I remember there was a denomination that it it was like almost splitting the church. Um, There used to be, and sometimes, you know, we need to, we need to, would you like to come back on and let's talk about this?
0: We will send our keys for living on spiritual warfare, strategy for the battle. We'll send that out to tonight's caller. And we are able to do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope. And we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800 488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and past programs are available at HopeForTheHeart.org. Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.